When I found out I was gonna be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagle. Thanks for joining me today. Imagine sitting down to eat a meal with a bunch of other people. They might be friends, coworkers, or strangers. It doesn't really matter. Platters of food are brought out to the table and passed around. And for the sake of argument, let's say that the food is appealing, but not, you know, sell your grandma amazing. My question is, how much do you end up eating? Well, if it has been several hours since you last ate, then your stomach is probably empty. Your blood sugar is likely to be relatively low. Your level of ghrelin, a hormone that stimulates your appetite, maybe on the rise. If, on the other hand, you've eaten recently, then your stomach might still have some food in it. Your blood sugar levels are likely to be moderately high and your ghrelin levels low. And you might think that your blood sugar and appetite hormones would play a major role in determining how much you eat in this scenario. But in reality, factors that have nothing to do with hunger are likely to have a lot more influence over how much you put on your plate. For example, how big is the plate? Is it eight or nine inches across, which used to be a standard dinner plate size? Or is it closer to 12 inches in diameter, as is now typical? How much food is on the serving platter? Is there one piece of chicken for each person at the table, or enough for everyone to have seconds or thirds? And then how big are the individual pieces on the platter? Is the lasagna cut into three-inch squares or five-inch squares? And how much food has your neighbor put on their plate? All of these are likely to have a lot more influence over how much you serve yourself and eat than you might suspect. If you're like most folks, if given a larger plate than you usually use, you'll serve yourself more than you usually do. And if there's more food on the platter, you'll put more on your plate, regardless of how hungry you actually are. You'll also calibrate your serving to match what the other people at the table have served themselves. If, on the other hand, there's less food on the platter, the food is cut into smaller pieces, your individual plate is smaller, or the others at the table serve themselves smaller helpings, you'll probably end up with significantly less on your plate. Either way, once it's on your plate, you'll probably finish all or most of it. And here's the real kicker. You might eat 30% less if given a 9-inch plate than you would from a 12-inch plate. But once that smaller plate is empty, you're likely to report the same level of fullness. The amount of food that we need to eat in order to feel satisfied 
is powerfully affected by what we perceive to be a normal portion of that food. And our perception of normal is greatly influenced by visual, social, and environmental cues, all without us being particularly aware of this effect. Now, consider the fact that typical portion sizes of everything from pasta to pizza to popcorn have more than doubled over the last 30 years. The size of the sandwiches, steaks, and ice cream sundaes that we see in TV ads, magazines, menus, and cookbooks have all grown, as have the portions that we've come to expect in restaurants and at our own dinner tables. We're not necessarily any hungrier than we were 30 years ago, but we sure are eating more, an additional 425 calories per day on average. So is it any wonder that obesity rates have also doubled in roughly the same time span? Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. In terms of our portion distortion, there is some good news, and it lies in the fact that our perceptions of how much food we need and want are extremely malleable. We can eat a lot less without feeling any less full simply by downsizing our dinner plates. More importantly, we can retrain our eyes and our brains to renormalize smaller portions of the foods that we eat every day, and it happens remarkably quickly. Researchers Eric Robinson and Inga Kersbergen have shown that a single exposure to a certain portion size was enough to establish that as a normal portion size for that food. In this study, subjects were given a lunch consisting of a piece of quiche, salad, and some water to drink. Half the group were given a three and a half ounce portion of quiche, and the other half were served a seven ounce portion, and neither group could see what the other was served, and both groups were asked to eat the entire meal. The next day, the subjects came back and were served the same size salad and glass of water, but a much bigger piece of quiche, about 14 ounces. And they were told to only eat as much as they wanted, and they were also asked to indicate what they thought a normal serving of quiche would be. Perhaps you can guess where this is going. Those who had been given the smaller portion the day before selected a smaller portion as being normal, and they also ate less than those who had been served a larger portion the day before all reported the same level of fullness after their meal. I wish I could wave a magic wand and roll today's typical portion sizes back to 1980 levels, but that is beyond my admittedly considerable powers. So instead, we need to consciously resist the subconscious messages that we are getting from our culture. When eating in restaurants, 
be aware that the portions are likely to be twice as big as they should be, and that this is likely to result in your eating a lot more than you need to feel completely satisfied. So split your entree with a friend, or order an appetizer or half portion, or ask for a carryout container and stash half the meal at the outset. When grocery shopping, it can be tempting to buy larger packages because they're often a better value, at least in terms of price per serving. But the larger the container is, the faster you're likely to eat it, and that can easily wipe out any savings, especially when you factor in the health costs of overeating. So buy snack foods, desserts, and other foods that you might be tempted to overeat in smaller packages, and go for the value-sized packages of fruits and vegetables instead. When eating with others, be aware of the environmental factors that may be influencing you. Are the plates larger than you usually use? Is there a lot of food on the table? Are others piling their plates? See if you can consciously override these cues. Serve half what you think you need or want. And if you're still hungry, you can always go back for more. And if you can contrive to be the first one to serve yourself, you can actually positively influence everyone at the table by taking a normal-sized portion. Now, when you're on your home turf, you can more easily stack the odds in your favor. Serve your meals on smaller plates. Use smaller serving platters. Cut calorie-dense foods into smaller portions. The more often you and your family are exposed to smaller portions, the more normal and satisfying they will feel. You can also use this strategy in reverse. Use your largest serving bowls for salad and vegetables and your smallest ones for potatoes or pasta. Put out a large bowl of fruit and a small plate of miniature cookies. The more consistently you do this, the more you shape your brain's idea of what enough food looks like and how much food you need to feel like you've had enough. Not only can we reset our own perceptions about what a normal amount of food is, if enough of us get on board, maybe the effect will ripple outward through our families, our social circles, and our workplaces. Stranger things have happened. If you have comments or questions on this week's topic or suggestions for a future episode, you can send me an email or give me a call on the Nutrition Diva listener line at 443-961-6206. And if you're looking for more support and strategies for sustainable weight loss, check out my blog at wayless.life or join our free Wayless Life Facebook group. Transcripts and audio for all of the Nutrition Diva podcasts are available at quickanddirtytips.com. The Quick and Dirty Tips network of podcasts is directed by Kathy Doyle, with assistance from Morgan Ratner, Emily Miller, Michelle Margulis, Karen Hertzberg, and Kate Hines, and the Nutrition Diva podcast is produced by Nathan Sims. If you enjoy the podcast, I hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 